Again today, another bright for our gospel door and a gospel opportunity for which we're very thankful. This is Harold Seidler speaking, and you're listening to the Bright for Our Gospel Radio Door every day, every weekday at the same time on this station. And my good friend, we're happy and thrilled in the fact that you're listening, and we sincerely pray that God will help us to be the blessing to each of you that we'd love to be with the gospel today. Visit Garrett at the beautiful Hammond Organ to commence the program again with a favorite of mine, No, Never Alone. Thanksgiving every day. I look forward to the opportunity of praying with you, and I invite you, if you can, to stop what you're doing and uh, join with us as we pray. Our Father, we thank Thee for the opportunity and for the invitation in the Scriptures to approach the throne of God's grace in the name of Jesus. And we come now to bring the broadcast unto Thee, to ask You to bless the everyday, daily effort of getting the gospel out by radio. I pray for every home, of every individual that may be listening who has a need. I pray for the sick ones. I pray for the aged and the bereaved and shut in, those that have recently been bereaved. We pray for them in a special way. Be with them, O God, and give them great and unusual comfort in the passing of their loved one, I pray. Then I pray for every church that honors thee, for every pastor daily, scores of preachers tune their radio to the Bright Spot Hour program. For each one of these pastors and evangelists and preachers and missionaries, I pray for them just now. Supply their need and set before them an open door that no man can close, I pray. Now as we open the word in a moment, help us to break the bread of life in a way that would feed the people and in a way that would glorify the Savior. Supply each need for the broadcast, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. You enjoy the electric vibe-harp. I enjoy Ms. Garrett as she plays this lovely instrument, and you're going to enjoy the selections she's made for you today. 
Uh, you'll recognize the uh, melody of it. You'll recognize the title of it. And I pray the Lord may use it to encourage you. A song entitled, He Touched Me. Always a joy to have the recorded work of my late grandfather and also the late Mrs. Garrett with us on the Bright Spot Hour. Your Bible shall open with me, please, to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 18, verse number 1. And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. I want to deal today, as God shall help me, with the necessity of prayer. I hope that you'll leave your radio dial tuned to the station for all the message that'll be forthcoming by the grace of God in just a few moments. Here we are now winding down the last few days of the month of March 2024. We enjoyed some vintage broadcasts on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and I'm with you today and tomorrow, then my Grandfather will be here on the Sabbath day, on Saturday, and then Sunday is the last day in the month of March, and is also Easter coming up on Sunday, and then Monday uh, we'll have the first broadcast day of the month of April. During the month of March, I've been making available to you my grandfather's sermon, number 52, on the Battle of Armageddon. The Battle of Armageddon. I'll send this to you on a compact disc. You may have yours for a gift of $10 in support of the Bright Spot Hour, $10. I'll also make available my granddad's sermon, Can God, Can God Furnish a Table in the Wilderness? He brought this on a Sunday night in May 
1973. I was there in the service when my grandfather brought the message, Can God? I'll be glad to send this to you also on a compact disc. They are $10 as well. I have my grandfather's commentary on First and Second Corinthians, a beautiful 303-page book in which my grandfather explains and expounds every verse in both First and Second Corinthians. Now, you understand that if both uh, books are contained in this one volume, then it is a concise commentary, and it certainly is that. It is not exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. But it is a very easy and readable thumbnail sketch of Paul's two letters to the church at Corinth, both 1st and 2nd Corinthians. I think this would be a valuable addition to any Sunday school teacher or any preacher or evangelist or missionary would like to have a copy of this commentary in his library. He can read it and digest the good material and take it in, and I'm positive that it will be a blessing and a help to him in the Lord. Now, my friend, I hope that you'll write to me. We depend upon the Lord and upon God's people to enable the door of the bright spot hour to remain open. That's why I appeal to you day by day. Our mailing address, the bright spot hour, post office box number four, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. Our email, all lowercase, drbencarper at yahoo.com. You can find Ben Carper or the Bright Spot Hour on social media, Rumble, X, Getter, Odyssey, uh, Facebook, and YouTube. Now today, I want to deal with the necessity of prayer, the matter of prayer and the necessity of a prayer. We've been looking at the doctrine of soteriology, the doctrine of salvation. Soterios is the Greek word that is translated as salvation. And I've dealt with the matter of redemption, repentance, justification, righteousness, and now we've made it all the way down past sanctification. Now we're down to the matter of prayer. I have some things I'd like to say about this as the Lord shall help me on the program today. In the necessity of prayer, I think one of the great verses in the Bible addressing this is Luke 18 and verse number 1. There in that passage we read, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. The Lord Jesus Christ declared that prayer is an ethical procedure. Men ought always to pray. Praying, the matter of praying, is always the right thing to do. Now, it's not right for you and me to gripe and complain and murmur like the children of Israel did in the book of Numbers. I teasingly told uh, a preacher friend of mine you could change the name of the book of Numbers to the book of murmurings. As you read the whole book, all they do is murmur and complain about God, and they murmur and complain about God's man, Moses. And it is the book of murmurings. Well, now, it's not right to murmur, but it is right to pray. It is unethical for you and me to be carried away with a root of bitterness and carried away 
uh, with, with a bad attitude. But it is always right to pray. So when a man or a woman bows upon their knee and they pray, what they are doing at that time is right. What they are doing at that time is ethical. God has said, the Lord Jesus Christ has declared that it is right for men to pray. Then I'd remind you secondly, because it is commanded. Paul the Apostle told the church at Colossae in Colossians 4 and verse number 2, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Now, I don't think any verse could be any clearer than what I've just read to you. Continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. The born-again believer is to be given to the matter of praying. Now, I don't think this means that you and I have to spend five or ten hours a day upon our knees. But rather, I think you and I should be in an attitude of prayer. You ought to be able to pray at the drop of a hat. You ought to have a prayer ready on your heart, on your mind, on your lips at any moment. Anytime you're called upon, you should be able to stop whatever it is you're doing and pray right then and there. Continue in prayer. When something good happens, you ought to immediately say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You ought to have a prayer on your lips all the time. It is God's revealed will for his people to be in an attitude of prayer, to continue in prayer. Then I would remind you, because it is sinful to neglect the matter of praying. Samuel, when he addressed the people of Israel in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 12, verse number 23, Moreover, as for me, God forbid, that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. But I will teach you the good and the right way. Samuel regarded his prayerlessness, and the praying here is in the matter of intercession. Here Samuel is not talking about praying for his own needs or praying about his own desires. Those are not the things that are prevalent upon Samuel's mind and in Samuel's heart. Rather, it is the matter of, of praying uh, uh, supplications and intercession on behalf of the people of Israel. Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, that I should sin by not praying on your behalf. You and I that are parents have an obligation to pray for our children. I should not sin that I would stop praying for my children. And those of us that have grandchildren should not sin that we would stop praying for our grandchildren. You dear ladies listening to the Bright Spot Hour, married women, you have a husband. You should not sin in ceasing to pray for your husband. You good men that are listening to me now, married men, and you have a wife at home. You should not sin in ceasing to pray for your good wife at home. You and I should not be obligated in the cessation of prayer on behalf of other individuals. For a man or a woman to say, I'll no longer pray for them, 
I will no longer pray about that. I will no longer uh, spend time praying about this need or that need. It's a much more serious thing than I think the vast majority of us actually realize. I remind you again because prayerlessness, uh, the neglect of prayerlessness, grieves the Lord. When, when the Lord said through Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah 43, 21, that the people of Israel had not called upon him. And, and that was a grief unto the Lord. How would you feel if people neglected to speak to you? Everybody feels better whenever you walk into the place where you work and people sitting at their desk uh, speak to you. They say, hello, how are you? People on the street, they pass by. Hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. It always makes you feel better when people want to talk to you, when they seek you out and ask questions and want advice and, and want to have conversation with you. Well, now, it grieves the Lord when His people, His born-again believers, neglect and refuse to carry on conversation with Him. And we do that in the uh, a matter of prayer. Whenever we bow to pray and call upon the Lord, we are making conversation with the Lord. Then I remind you, number five, uh, the necessity of prayer because it is a medium through which God bestows blessing upon his people. God blesses people that pray. God blesses people that pray about the needs of their life. The Lord Jesus Christ in his parable in Matthew 7 said in the Sermon on the Mount, If ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask him. God will give good things to them that ask him. Now, obviously, God doesn't work through prayer like a genie in a bottle. It is not that God should serve me in the request that I make. And James warns against the matter of praying amiss that we may consume these things upon our own lust. That would uh, obviously, that would not be a healthy thing or a good thing. But many times, the Lord delights to give to us the things that we ask Him for. Whenever your children come and say, Dad or Mom, I'd like to have this for Christmas, or do you think you could help me with that? The other day, my son was riding along with me in the automobile, and he was talking about a piece of land, six-acre piece of land, and, uh, and discussing whether or not that would be anything worthwhile to invest money in or to buy and hold on to. And, and I appreciate the fact that my, my son asked me about that, and I would like to be in a position to where if he said, Dad, would you buy that for me? I might not be able to buy it for him, but I might be able to help him buy it, you see. There are many things that you have not because ye ask not. You just never bothered to ask the Lord. Somebody would say, oh, Brother Ben, I don't want to bother the Lord with that. Well, that may be why you don't have it, because you never bothered the Lord by asking him for that particular thing. I remind you, number six, that prayer is necessary because it is essential to victory over the forces of evil. 
Paul, when writing to the church at Ephesus in chapter 6, and he talks about the whole armor of God and the believer's armor, he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. You and I, as we spend time in prayer and as we are given to the area of prayer, there are times when we pray against the forces of evil and the forces of difficulty that work in our lives. The demand of our day is very distinct and and urgent. We are in a spiritual conflict. We are now in a spiritual war. And, And you and I have been observing this, but I've especially seen it In the last five years since the matter of COVID came on the scene, I don't think I've ever seen the matter of spiritual warfare or spiritual conflict more clearly than I've seen it since COVID. And you and I, to fight this spiritual battle that we are in, need spiritual power. And spiritual power is ours. We have spiritual force. And we are able to war effectively whenever you and I are given to the matter of prayer. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but spiritual to the pulling down of strongholds. Then I'd remind you again, the necessity of prayer is vitally important because of the obligations that are imposed upon us by the example of Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 7 and verse number 4, the apostle Paul Uh, records who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that is able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. You and I have the example of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have the example of the prayer life of the Lord Jesus Christ. How shameful it is for you and me to neglect the matter of prayer, to neglect the area of prayer when the Bible is clear, just as clear as it can be, in showing us the example and the prayerfulness, not the prayerlessness, the prayerfulness of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then one other thing I'd like to point out to you today, the necessity of the matter of prayer is vitally important because of the emphasis that was given to prayer by the early church. How many times do we read, especially in the book of Acts, where the church was gathered together and uh, they, they, their hearts were in accord one with the other. In Acts 6 and verse number 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And I think if men today would give themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word, there are many things on the side that we would not become bogged down in and many things that we would not become overwhelmed by. The apostles regarded prayer as one of the two most important things they could engage their attention in. And they didn't want anything to hinder them from the matter of the ministry of the word and the matter of prayer. Now, as I've spoken to you today on the Bright Spot Hour, I promise there are none of us whose prayer life is up to date as it should be. 
But may the Lord deal with us and help us to strive in our own lives and our own conduct so that our prayer life would be what it should be or at least be better than it is now to the honor and the glory of God. This has been the Bright Spot Hour, transcribed and conducted by Dr. Ben Carper. Send correspondence to the Bright Spot Hour, Post Office Box 4, Greenville, South Carolina, 29602. This is Mark Ferguson inviting you to hear the Bright Spot Hour again tomorrow. Same time, same station, same gospel. Burden, weary, seeking for Jesus is all you need. Sweetly he calls to the weary today. Hark to his pleading and come while you may. Jesus can take every burden away. Yes, Jesus is all you need. Wondering, dreary, laden with sin. Jesus is all you need. Anxious, fearful, no hope within. Jesus is all you need. Sweetly he calls to the weary today. Hark to his pleading and come while you Jesus can take every burden away. Yes, Jesus.